You are listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love, and learning, presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. In this episode, Ruth Siaki of Ventura, California, shares a story about her journey as a caregiver and the connection she made with Marjorie, a woman with dementia who Ruth was able to reach through music. My caregiving story started when I was nine years old. I am the youngest of three. I had an older sister and an older brother. Before our parents passed away, I helped care for them when my brother and sister were at work. Our mother passed away from cancer on September uh, 1999, and our father passed away about three months after. Our parents had a nurse that would come by the house to take their vitals and give us a report on any updates. The nurse trained us on how to properly lift and rotate our parents if they needed to be cleaned or dressed. She also showed us how to operate a Hoyer lift. A Hoyer lift, if you don't know, is a machine to help the caregiver lift a patient without having to straighten the back. This helped a lot with rotating our parents to help them get comfortable. I was just a kid at this time. A few years after my parents passed away, my sister and I went and lived with other family members and my brother went back home to his family. I graduated from high school and then I got a job at a cafe. I was there for a couple years till I decided I wanted to try something new. So I applied at a rehab center. I was there for about a year. It had its similarities, but it wasn't for me. So I applied somewhere else. So at this point, you could say I was just job hunting. I just couldn't find a job that felt right to me. So a friend of mine referred me to a caregiving job that was hiring in Ventura. I applied and got hired on the spot. After working my first case as a licensed caregiver, that's when I realized that this is what I wanted to do. Caregiving is such a rewarding job. It's not just about sitting there and doing nothing. It's more than that. It's giving them the quality of life that they deserve. It takes a lot of patience, physical work, and mental strength to care for another person. Especially when that person's mentality is stuck in the past. So you have to figure out what's the best way to communicate with them. After a couple years working with the company and working with different cases, I pretty much had my own routine down. Of all cases I've worked with, this case stood out to me. It was set for a 12-hour shift, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., with a lady named Marjorie. I looked over her file and I saw that she is a hospice patient with dementia. She needed assistance with housekeeping, laundry, lifting, transferring, the whole thing. She was about 5 feet, 80-90 pounds. She loved having her hair and makeup done. She loved to dress up and it looked like everything had to match, including her jewelry. So she sounds like a really cute little lady. Her son told my boss that it made her feel good when she looked good. So before I accepted the case, my boss did tell me that she had a few caregivers drop out from the case because 
she was either aggressive towards him or they just couldn't lift her. So I said, I'll give it a try. So on my first day with Marjorie, I pulled up to the driveway and she lived in this beautiful two-story home that sits on the water in the harbor with her late husband. She had a deck that extended over the water. You could probably fish from her living room. It was pretty big. After her husband passed, it was just her in this big house. So I walked up to the door and I knocked. I was greeted by the overnight caregiver. I introduced myself and then she gave me a quick shift report about how the night went. Before she could leave, I asked if she could give me a quick rundown on how Margie is. Does she prefer soft or loud sounds? What should I look out for? The caregiver told me she's pretty easy. She doesn't like loud things and she loves to watch her family feud in her recliner and she enjoys the outdoors. Then she said it would be best to get her up by 8 a.m. so she can have her shower and eat her breakfast. But just make sure you take her to the restroom every two hours so that she doesn't have an accident in her clothes. So with the past clients that I've worked with, the families would keep a notebook out for all the caregivers to write how the shift went. It was a way to keep the communication going for the family and caregivers. So I went through the notebook and I read a couple notes. I said to myself, okay, this is a piece of cake. Around 7.45, I started to get her things ready, her clean clothes, clean towels, and I brought her shower chair closer to the bed for an easy transfer. After getting everything I needed, I gently rubbed her hand and called her name till she woke up. She slowly opened her eyes and she greeted me with a smile. So I introduced myself and I explained to her why I was there. So far she was still smiling at me, so I figured, okay, we're good. So I started to assist her by sitting her up at the edge of her bed, slowly. Then I gave her some time to relax before we stood up. I explained to her that I will be assisting her to the shower. She wasn't very verbal, so she just hummed with and okay. When I started to undress her, that's when she became very stiff and she held onto her pants and shirt very tight. Her grip was pretty strong for a little lady. <laughs> so instead of me trying to rip the clothes out of her hand, I was I didn't want to cause any skin tears, so I had to sit down and have a talk with her a little bit just to calm her down, but that didn't work. So I had to call my boss, and then my boss called her son. Her son lived two houses down, so he walked over and saw that we were having a rough morning. So he comforted her and assured her that I was there to help her get ready for the day, you know, like a personal assistant. He was able to calm her down and he helped me get her into the shower and then he left. After her shower, I was able to get her dressed with no problem, blow dried her hair, put cute little curls in her hair, and then we picked out some earrings that matched her outfit. After that, I complimented her and she just looked at me and smiled. About a month later, I decided to change up our routine a little bit. I decided to play music. Something from her era, though. 
The first person that came to my head was, of course, Dean Martin. I put on Dean Martin, and the first song that came on was Mambo Italiano. A few seconds into the song, her face lit up with so much happiness, she started to hum the melody and did a little, like, shoulder dance. It made me so happy to see her, see her like that. It made me think that even though she was going through her dementia stages, the music brought her back to a memory that made her feel happy. Not sure where she heard it or how she heard it, but it was a happy moment. So music was a must when we worked together. We would listen to it when we would go on a walk around the neighborhood. She loved it. About a year later, I noticed that things were getting a little harder for Marjorie, like getting out of bed, or she was just too tired to stay awake. In experience, working in the healthcare field, you start to recognize changes in the client's behaviors, especially if the client was a hospice, a hospice patient. When I noticed her change in behavior, I had to report it to my boss. After I gave my report, I was told to perform all my duties with her in bed until a nurse came out to evaluate her. When this happens, there are, there are a couple things you need to look out for. Like one of them would be you'd have to rotate your client every two hours just to prevent bed sores and raise their head to feed them in bed. But you constantly have to make sure they're comfortable. So when the nurse arrived, she said that Marjorie's vitals were good, but if she shows any signs of wanting to get out of bed or be a little more active, it's okay for her to. So when that would happen, I would help her into her wheelchair and then I'd relocate her to her recliner. A few weeks later, Marjorie's illness progressed and I was assigned to another case because she needed more medical attention. I was pretty sad about it, but it's what she needed. Months after working with Marjorie, my fiance and I were driving over the bridge near Toppers in the harbor. I couldn't help but think about Marjorie. While driving past her home, I said to my fiance, I wonder how my Margie's doing. This is where it got a little weird. A moment after saying that, I get a call from Margie's son, Bobby. He started, he started asking me how I was doing and then said he wanted to thank me for my services. And then he told me Margie was laid to rest last week. So, like right now, it's happening. <laughs> my eyes got watery and my voice started cracking. I'm sure he knew I was holding it in, but I told him I was very happy I got the chance to work with her. She was such an amazing woman. And she will always have a special place in my heart. And then we ended the call. So you see, this is the hard part of working in the healthcare field. You're sent out to help a stranger, 
And then after working with them for a few few days, you end up building a friendship relationship with them. Then months or years later, they're gone. There's a famous quote from Maya Angelou that I believe in, and it says, people may not remember what you did or said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Thank you for listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love, and learning, presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. If you would like to share your story, please visit camhealth.com and fill out our form under Share Your Story. You'll work with a storytelling coach to fine-tune your story for broadcast. We are looking for people to share health or caregiver journeys, to talk about personal experience, moments in time, and lessons learned while navigating life. These life stories will paint a visual picture with words. They should be five to 10 minutes long and must be primarily about the storyteller and their truths, experiences, and emotions.